Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Alrighty guys, so today we are talking all about pricing and numbers and figuring out what the heck to charge for the services that we offer and the products that we sell. And the reason why we're touching on this, and I think you're going to like hear some of our intense passion behind pricing and how we feel about this as the episode goes on, is I feel like this question gets popped up a lot, especially in our group, about, hey, would you pay for this? Hey, would you spend this much money on this thing that I want to sell? And so we know a lot of you are like kind of floundering about with this whole pricing game, but this is also the topic that brought Abigail and I together. It's one that we both were equally passionate about kind of showing a different side of pricing to creative entrepreneurs. And so we're going to dive into some of that strategy today and a lot of that mindset. So let's get started. Yeah, absolutely. So I think the thing we need to start with is just if you're at the very beginning I just urge you to pick a number like the the literal number, like if it's 12 or 17 or like whether it ends in a five or a nine or a seven or whatever, like quit flustering yourself over the exact science of things. Quit looking up what is going to have higher conversions It doesn't matter. You need to pick a number that feels right for you, but also scares you just a little bit. Well, I think a lot of people come to us and they're like, okay, but how did you know how much to charge? Okay, that's fine and dandy. Like, we're going to talk about a formula and we're going to talk about psychology behind a couple of numbers and we're going to talk about some strategy. But literally, when you're just picking a number and you don't have any history to base it off of, and maybe you're at the point in your business where like, hey, if you make any amount of money, you're going to be ecstatic. I remember being there. And so a lot of people are like, but I just feel like I'm picking a number out of air. And you are, and that's okay. Literally, I think every single person at the very beginning feels that way, but there is strategy that you can start to implement in that pricing as you grow and as you sell some stuff and as you just kind of get your feet wet. But trust us, if you're feeling that like, okay, literally, I just like 
drew a number in the sky and picked it out and that's what I chose for my services or my products or whatever, that's okay. That's totally normal. Yeah. And I think we're definitely going to dive in today on like a little more specifics on how you could get there if you want, if you're wanting to have a more math approach, but if you just need to get started, it's okay if it's just a number. Like, I'm not going to judge you for just picking one, okay? No judgments mm-hmm. here. So something that we want you to really pay attention to instead of that number, I think we get so hung up on that number. Again, like Abigail was saying, is it 95? Is it 97? What is it? What's the psych behind it? Which one's going to convert higher? And instead of stressing about that and just picking one and running with it, We really, really, really want you to focus on adding value. And so what can you give your clients and customers that goes beyond, that goes that extra mile, that makes them wowed, that maybe gives a little bit more of your time, a little bit more of your personality, doesn't cost you too much. And instead of having discounts, instead of running promos, instead of stressing about like, do I do an early bird and then raise the price up to here? What are you giving them? for your clients and your customers to be like, heck to the yes, that's what I want. Yeah, I think this is all about surprising and delighting people. So if you're running, you know, a product-based business, this could be like, say they order a mug. Maybe you throw in like a little packet of hot chocolate with their mug order. If you're a wedding photographer, maybe you throw in an extra hour of your time or you surprise them on their honeymoon with a canvas print at their door. Maybe... You're a graphic designer and you do logo design for people. And after you're done with branding, you don't even ask them. You just create business cards for them. And they show up at their house and they get to open a box and they get to see their branding and they get to touch it and feel it and get to be excited. And even whether you're in services or you have products, I think that touch, that feel gives you that personal connection that it's really hard to get because I think services often can feel impersonal and they can feel really kind of distant. And the more you can make it feel like a really active personal relationship, I think people really value that. Absolutely. Anytime you can have someone think, more thoughts about you other than it was a transaction and now they're done. Anytime they can kind of move you from that bucket to a friend bucket or, oh, I get to know this person better. They actually care about me bucket. That's when they're more confident of referring you to their friends and their family and coming back to you time and time again. And there may be some industries like wedding planning where you hopefully don't want them coming back to you for another wedding anytime soon, but they know people. And so just as strong as that referral is, that's what you're creating. And that act of doing that little kindness puts you at the top of their brain for when they're talking about you or potentially buying from you again. Absolutely. So how can you start to create something that makes sense to people that doesn't complicate things. I think a lot of people, when they start out, they tend to want to have a million options for people because they think options says like luxury when it really says mass confusion. And so the more you can simplify for people and I'm 
I'm honestly, I know a lot less about product-based businesses. So let me, I'm going to take my hat down on that one. I don't, I couldn't tell you what is like the optimal amount of products you should have in a product-based business. But if you're in services, I would say less is more, Mm -hmm. specializing is better, and packages work. Well, and I think, think about the feeling you get when you go, has anyone ever been to the Cheesecake Factory? Their menu is like 12 pages long. No joke. And it's about the size of my upper torso. Like it's (laughs) huge, right? It's ginormous. It has like a hundred options. It's literally. But then you go to Chipotle and time and time again, there's like five or seven different kind of variations that you can have. And that's it. And you just go down the line and you pick it. And you know what you want before you go there. Every time, right? Because it's so simple. You might mix it up a little bit, but it's not crazy where you're trying new dishes every single time. So there's a time and a place for the Cheesecake Factory options. Absolutely. If they're adding value, if you're explaining why someone might want to upgrade to these things, if it's if it makes sense that you even offer that whole extra back page of stuff. If it doesn't, cut it. But there's more so, and especially for new business owners, just to get your feet wet and just to get the foundation laid for it to be Chipotle simple, right? So ask yourself, are your, are your offerings and your services and your products or whatever it is, is it Chipotle simple or is it Cheesecake Factory crazy? Yeah, that's the tweetable right there. <laughs> Hands so down. You can also... So you can cut it by just how does it make you feel, right? Is the Cheesecake Factory crazy? Let's cut half of it out and let's not even worry about it. We're not saying that you can't ever offer that again, but just cut half of it out and see how it goes and see what you can restructure, see what you can make more clear. And if it's Chipotle simple, maybe um, arrange them in packages that make sense for people to start out small and upgrade where they can see that value. But do the math. Do the actual math. What is your baseline that you need to make from every single person that comes through your door, digital or not, that helps you pay your bills, that helps you make a living, that helps you put in those marble countertops, whatever it is that you're wanting your business to provide for you, what is that number? Yeah. Have you ever worked backwards to find out how many clients you need a year to get to the income level that you are striving for, that you need in order to pay your mortgage, to pay your utility bills, to go on that vacation you've been wanting? Have you done the math to know how many calls you need to be making in order to land that many clients, Mm -hmm. in order to make that happen? How many email subscribers are converting into clients or sales. What are you doing to make that work? You need to work it out. And I know it can feel complicated, but get someone in your corner that's willing to sit down with you and go through and crunch the numbers. Because this is where things get really crucial. Because not only are you figuring out your livelihood, but you're figuring out your value and your worth. Because ultimately... You could say, okay, well, I think I'm worth arbitrarily $75 an hour because I have to pay state and federal income taxes and I have to have a little bit extra for marketing purposes, whatever. So $75 seems reasonable to me. I think this project's going to take me five hours, so I'm only going to charge 
whatever 75 times 5 is. <laughs> math uh, is not our friend. No, math is not our friend today. Or you could say, I know they're going to use this thing that I'm doing for them for the next... Huh? How much? 375. 375. So it's going to take me five hours and I think I'm worth $75 an hour. I could charge them 375 or I could say, you know what? I know they're going to use this thing for the next five years. Mm-hmm. How much is it worth to them? Mm-hmm. And start thinking about it because ultimately that might get you in a totally different mind frame and you might think, whoa, like I'm totally devaluing my own self-worth. Yes, it might take you a little bit of time, but how much time did it take you to get them in the door, to research for them, to do the marketing efforts in order to get them in the door? Like there's a lot of time leading up to the actual work that gets done. And I think a lot of people in the beginning just charge for the like literal amount of time it takes and they're not thinking about the bigger, bigger picture. And that's why a lot of people go out of business and that's really sucky. And so, okay. So math does a lot of stuff for you too. Abby's going to walk you through how to do it, I think, or talk more about it, but you're going to figure out not only all of that, but you're also going to get a handy dandy pie chart of Say you offer five things, okay? So your Chipotle simple, and you're going to do the math and figure out, okay, you know, this is how long it takes me to do it. This is how much I'm selling it for. So you're going to figure out what percentage is that product or service actually bringing into your business. We've sat down with people and helped them do this in a couple of of different uh, times, and they've realized that the thing that they, like, hated doing was actually costing them money to do. So there was absolutely no reason they had to keep offering it. They just thought, well, people are buying it. So clearly it's fine. I better keep doing it. But if you actually do this math and spend the time, I think you're going to get a pretty good awakening. Yeah. So the other thing I want you to do, so I'm going to switch gears to products for a minute. We're going to talk through like, how do you price your products? So I want you to literally go through everything you own, every receipt, because you buy stuff all of the time for your business. And I don't think you're keeping very accurate numbers. I'm just, I'm just going to guess. I'm just going to guess. When's the last time you bought tissue paper, boxes, stickers, tape, packing receipts, all of that crap? You are buying things all the time to make your product better, which is awesome. But are you making that a part of the cost of your product? So the cost of your product is not just how much it costs to produce the thing. So for instance, I go back to the mug because it's the easiest example. Like say you produce a mug and you do the artwork for it and you use a company, you outsource the mug and it costs you $4 to get the mug made because you're only printing, you know, like 250 at a time or something. You know the mug costs you 250 but how much does the box cost you? How much does the, the bubble wrap cost you? How much does the tissue cost you? Because I know for a fact that there's a lot of things involved in wrapping that mug to make sure that mug does not break when you ship that mug across the country because shipping mugs is a pain in the booty. Yep, yep. So 
keep that in mind and I want you to go through and break it down because it, it'll get kind of weird because you'll be like, well, I bought a hundred boxes. So how do I know how much the box cost me? We'll take the total price and then divide however many come in the pack and divide it out. So some things might cost you, you know, like a sheet of tissue paper might cost you two cents, but you're using five sheets. Well, that now all of a sudden that's 10 cents. Like these things start to add up really quickly and they're like pennies on the dollar, but you get enough pennies and like you're a couple bucks into packaging and you could be haven't even accounted for yet. Yeah, you might have not accounted for it at all. And if you haven't done that, you could be like one of our friends, she was like, I sold more this year than I ever have before, and I still didn't make any money. And I was like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, my heart just like dropped because I was like, it's all about your pricing. And so, oh, you talk for a minute, Emily. (laughs) You know what you're buying to sell your your stuff, right? And I think we hear from a lot of people who want to sell everything in the kitchen sink. And so maybe they're used to selling t-shirts and tote bags. So those are all similar size, similar weight. They're foldable. They can like kind of be squished up into packages. And so those can be sent a lot easier than boxes. So when you, before you want to add on the kitchen sink, like the new coffee mug, like the planner, like whatever it is, consider exactly how much more it is going to cost you. What if someone buys a planner and a t-shirt? How are you going to send those things now? Because it used to only cost you maybe a buck 50 to mail the t-shirt, but now you have a two pound planner and it's big, right? So factor in all of those things before you decide to add something on. Do the nitty gritty math so you know exactly how much something is costing itself to go out the door so you can actually then work backwards in talks of the marble countertops or the mortgage payment or the vacation, whatever it is you're wanting in your business or in your life. You can now marry those two numbers to come up with an actual number that makes sense for your pricing. Because I don't want you to end up realizing, you know, six months into this that you have to sell 2 million of whatever. We've sat down with people and helped them do this math. And someone was like, holy shit, I'm going to have to sell 238 mugs a month in order to make, make my money back. I don't even know if she was making a profit at that point. And so when, you know, when we like see mugs online for like $17, $25, we're like, holy crap, that's expensive. But when you actually go through the process of that small business, oh, are you paying to store them too? Or are they just chilling in your house? Like, and that costs you money, regardless of whether you're not paying monthly for a storage facility. If your entire guest room or basement is covered in coffee mugs, that's costing you money. Factor that in as well. So I think there are a lot of surprising things that come into, especially product-based businesses that add on a shop when you're wanting to add on new things. So how can you add on things that can up your dollar amount of what you're selling, but not cost you maybe anything to add on? Yeah. So digital, digital products are the best. (laughs) Before we jump totally into digital, I do want to put a little caveat into what you were saying about the same weight, same size thing. Think about how things ship and really think through your product line. I think the best product lines have things that are all similar in size and in weight across the board because 
then you can use the same box for everything and you don't have to store 45 different box types and have you know all these different shipping labels and have all these different shipping prices and i mean dealing with if you're shipping international dealing with Whoa. customs and all of that junk like keep it as simple as possible in that regard so that you can focus on quality products want to learn exactly step by step how to get paid to generate leads in your business I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Think about how you can make your life 
easier. Mm -hmm. Free to the free is what digital means. So regardless if you're selling services, like maybe you're taking on one-on-one -on -one clients and doing stuff for them, or you're selling products that get shipped out of your house or warehouse or whatever, you can still add digital products, both of you guys, to up the ante, right? So these are great add-on products for when someone's checking out, they might see this handy digital calendar or digital note card or quotable like print that they can print off on their own computer so they can have it in their own office. Anything super fun. Maybe you're doing um, website design and you create some, some of your hand lettering as a font that they can download for a little add-on when they buy something from you, right? What can you make that you can do once and you can sell it over and over and over again? Yeah. And I think I will say, and this could be an entirely different episode, <laughs> this this gets lumped into what most people call passive income because yes. it's a digital product. Passive income is not necessarily passive. You still have to market it the mm -hmm. same way you would anything else, but right. you can sell it 45 million times and yes. you don't have to do the back-end work. Yes. And that is the major payoff. Yeah. So. And Aim the price that. point of what you could sell it for versus the time that you're putting in to yes. create it can make up for, you oh, know, sure. shipping something expensive. So you're adding on this extra thing and it's just adding that value. Maybe even these are the free things that you send your people. Maybe right now your business doesn't have the budget to send an extra, you know, packet of hot chocolate or whatever. Maybe that's just like literally not in the cards for you right now. But if your hand lettering is super cute, maybe you can do up a cute quote, digitize that, make it a cute five by seven, and everyone gets that link when they buy something from you just as an extra thank you. That would be super awesome. Yeah. And I mean, make it simple on yourself. Don't make it a, yeah. a huge extra step if you don't have to. And, you know, streamline it, make it a part of your process. And if you are doing those add-ons, those things that we were talking about that surprise and delight... Make sure you're including the price of that in yes. your in your cost. They're paying for it whether they realize it or not. You just yes. do not list it on the pricing of the product. So if someone wanted to buy that cute five by seven quote, maybe you charge, I don't know, twenty-seven bucks for it in your shop normally. Factor that into their package that they're buying for you from you of whatever else that they bought. And they're just, you're just like adding it in as a bonus. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So now part of your processes of what can you automate in your packaging up, in your pricing, and you're organizing all this stuff in your clients and customers that saves you a ton of time. This goes back a little bit to that creating digital products. So what in your system that you currently have right now can you make cheaper or faster so you can either raise those prices or just get more out at one time so it doesn't cost you anything extra? What examples do you have? So some examples, especially for product-based businesses, are I know a lot of our people want to sell the planners and the coffee mugs and the notepads, but they don't have the storage in their house. They don't have the money to financially put out for a thousand coffee mugs at one time. So there are sites that you can create your account and they fulfill that order for you. And so it's 
a coffee mug, a t-shirt, a tote bag, a mouse pad, whatever it is that you're offering. And so you're selling it on your end, but this third party comes in and actually ships it, packages it, makes it personalized for your business and does all that work for you. If you're using something like that, it's probably going to cost you a pretty penny to do that. So maybe you have an apartment and that something like that just makes sense. Be sure to also factor that into your pricing as well. If you're paying extra for that to have it easier on your plate, your customers need to be paying for that when they're buying whatever it is that you're offering. Now, keep in mind for some people, that's just like the dream world. Like if mm-hmm. we were to ever offer a product, that's what we, we, would do. We, would, we would market it. We mm-hmm. could market anything. Like that's our jam. But I would never want to touch a box. No. I would maybe write some thank you notes or something. Let's be real. We had a baby shower a couple weeks ago. I have already written 27 thank you notes. That's not the problem. I did that within the first week. They are sitting on my dining room table with no addresses on them and no stamps because that's the part I hate. I hate doing the actual like, okay, now I have to find the address. Now I have to do find the stamps and put them outside. I'll write them, no no problem. But following through with that, I'm just not good at. So I would pay for that. Yeah. We would we would a hundred like we would be the ones to like come out with a lipstick line. Like if you want to produce our lipstick line and ship it for us, I <laughs> would a hundred percent be on board with that. Yeah. But I would not I would pay significantly more for the product. Mm-hmm. On the back end, which well, is I think fine. This segues perfectly to our next point of pricing is super relative based off the buyer. So yes. you know the people who are, you know, checking into their hotel and they see that seven dollar bottle of Fiji water sitting right there, and oh as soon God. as they crack it open, it charges their room seven dollars. You know the people that as soon as they walk in, they're like, "Oh heaven, water!" and they're going to chug it. And then there's people like us that look at it and we're like, where can we hide these so we don't accidentally open them because they're going to charge us $7. Yeah. then I'm the one turning around, walking my ass to Starbucks, paying $8 for a coffee there. So literally every time you guys come into our group, anyone else's group, email us, ask on Facebook, whatever. Anytime one of you says, do you think this is an okay price for this? Would you guys pay for this thing? I think a little pricing angel dies because because it doesn't freaking matter. There are things that I would pay a kajillion dollars for that Abby's like, girl, you're just lazy. And I can't think of anything Abby would pay for that I wouldn't pay for because I'm definitely the money spender. But it's everyone's personality and it's everyone's need, right? If we were dying of thirst and like maybe Palm Springs had like a water shortage and like there was no water anywhere and it was nasty, you bet your butt I'm paying $7 for that bottle of Fiji water. But if I can just go fill up my swell bottle at the water fountain, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, we definitely filled our water bottle up at the, like the free counter at uh-huh. like the that front of the hotel. Yeah, so like I had to walk, you know, like 200 yards with yeah. a, a knee brace on. <laughs> but we did it because it was for free. <laughs> it was free. <laughs> but that's okay. Oh, yes. I, I think this is a huge thing to point out. You do not have to be your own ideal client. No. You do not. And so you. I think a lot of the times when we're second guessing our pricing, it's because we ourselves would not pay for our own products or services right? because we're the ones that are able yeah. to produce them. Like yeah. 
why would I pay for a course that I am capable of teaching? Like that just doesn't make well, sense. Well, and as a photographer, I would have people in and out of as clients spending $1,500, $3,000 with me. And I'm like, are you insane? I would never shell out $3,000 for family photography because I have the connections. I can either do it myself or I can like have a photographer friend just because it's simpler in my life for that to happen. I would never ever pay that much. But these people who like don't even know how to use the camera on their iPhone are like, oh my God, you're such a huge blessing. We would like not look halfway decent if I tried to take this ourselves. So I did them a service. Yeah. I loved it. And that's okay. Like that, and people are quirky. Like just know that like, Some people, like, I'm the most bizarre person. Like, I won't pay for, like, the $7 water, but, you know, I go into, no, I really can't think of anything. No, you buy a lot of notebooks, notepads. No, I, most people give them to me as gifts. I hoard them. That's really all I do. You get your nails done. I do get my nails done. I will pay like 40 bucks to get my nails done. And I will pay like nearly $200 to get my hair done. Yep. But that's yep. like it. That's I'm okay. a, I'm thrifty. <laughs> but some people like cut their own hair at home. Yeah. Well, that's weird. But yeah, I know, I'm not I judging. I know women who do it. I can't. No. No, thanks. <laughs> but so take yourself out of it for a second and... Take the people off Facebook out of it for a second. Because when you ask people, hey, would you spend $75 for this thing? Would you spend $14.99 for this thing? Everyone and their mother at that moment on Facebook, they're like, heck yeah, girl. That's awesome. I love that thing. Tell me when it's up. It's so great. But for them to make that decision from heck yeah, that's awesome, to putting it in their cart and buying it are two completely different places of where they need to be in life, okay? So this is why we go back to, are you adding the value? Are you convincing that person, okay, sure, $14.99, I'm sold. I can afford that. I can pay for it. What is it? Why do I need it? Talk to me. Sell it to me, right? Yeah, absolutely. Get get me in. Hook me in. Y'all don't want to know how much I paid for a watercolor portrait of my plants. (laughs) it's all about the convincing because you need to you need to take those people over the edge like I'm the person who sits you know and watches like the 30 minute pitch and I'm sitting there like drooling like oh my god this sounds so amazing I need this thing and then I look at the price and I'm like And then I'm like, maybe tomorrow, maybe. So yeah, so I've taught Abby my new game. We do it now for our business. We play over or under. So if we want something, no matter what it is, it could be a mic, it could be headphones, it could be hiring someone, right? I say, okay, what's our price? If it is under this price, we're going to do it. If it's over that price, we're not doing it. And we've been really good about it. Yes, we have. Because some stuff have been over the price and we're like, well, it's not the right time then. And so we reassess a situation later, but maybe play that game for yourself. If it's over or under this, do you think someone would buy it? If it's over or under this, do you need to buy that thing for your business and, and kind of see where you fall? And if at that point, it's kind of like money is, is not the object. You're, you've already decided how much you're willing to place value on that thing. And if it fits in that category, then you're sold. 
but you're not letting that price kind of put you over the edge. Does that make sense? This is more like pricing therapy for the people yeah, who have yeah. like problems purchasing Shop, things. Shopping problems. <laughs> <laughs> like me. That's why I had to initiate that rule. Every time I'm in TJ Maxx, I'm like, I want that basket. I want that pillow. And so my mom and I actually started doing it. Okay, if it's under this much. <laughs> it's fine. Okay, so for a second, let's talk about this kind of, kind of goes into, we also see a lot of you looking at what other people are charging. Oh my gosh, yes. And it's so easy, especially for product-based businesses to do this, because if you're offering a mug, you look at someone else's business. I think it's, I think it's everybody does this. You think it's everyone? And they say, oh, well, they're selling mugs for $7.99. I, no one will pay more than $8 for a mug, so I need to price mine at $7.99. Photographers do this so much. Well, they're only spending, they're only charging $75 for a session. That that just must be what people are paying. So if, if people would pay more, they would charge more. I guess that's just what I need to charge. Here's the newsflash. 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 Hear all about it. People will only pay what you ask them to pay. Yeah. I have been a photographer that shot for free, shot for $75, and shot for $1,500 within three months. I was that photographer. Within two weeks, I jumped from $75 to $1,500. I did not get any better in three months, especially not in two weeks. I didn't buy a new lens. I didn't buy a new camera. I didn't do anything different. I just priced my stuff differently, and I talked about it differently, and I, what is... How much is that times? Let's see. Let me do some math here. 20 times my prices in two weeks and I've got it. Well, and this isn't exactly the same, but, you know, I I went from doing, you know, iTunes graphics for $300 to saying I would do custom websites for ten grand, And I had no problem, no problem. telling people that that's no how much problem. it costs. Because here's the thing when you look at other people's plate. First of all, their business is not your business. No. In so many ways. You do not know if they are like a pediatric surgeon by day and then they like happen to be really good at calligraphy at night and they just wanted to put some stuff on Etsy so they're charging $3.99 for a download and they're not even worried if they make any money and pay their bills because they're a freaking surgeon. You don't know if they're paying their bills. You don't know if it's a hobby. You don't know if it's a passion. You don't know anything about their business. This actually so, happened one time. Not that oh, they were a surgeon, but oh, like what? <laughs> I knew someone, it was one of your friends and oh, she had this like really heavy Instagram presence and she had like a crafting website and I was convinced she was like rolling in the dough and she was a nurse. And like that, but her business wasn't making any money. And I wouldn't have known that by the outside. Right, right. And so you guys just don't, you don't know. You do not know. The amount of followers doesn't tell you anything. The amount that they charge for whatever doesn't tell you anything. You have to go back to the formula and go back to the math and focus on your own numbers and your own needs to price. And then you defend the shit out of that. You add the value. You don't apologize for that price. You tell your people why it's awesome. And the people who are convinced of why it's awesome and can see the value are going to pay it from you. They're not going to worry about the person who's charging a third of what you're charging. 
Do you know how many photographers were out there still shooting for free or still charging 75 bucks when I asked this family to pay me $1,500? A shit ton. Because every mom with a camera thinks they're a photographer. I, that's what I had to battle with. And I know you guys feel that same battle with whatever your industry and your niche is. Don't pay any attention to that. You talk to your people in the unique way that you can. And when you are confident that every single person coming in your door is helping you feed your family, pay for that remodel of that kitchen, help pay off your student loans, whatever it is, when you know that they're helping towards that and not just taking your time, you're able to serve them better. Yes. Truly. You can always serve them better and think through your pricing. Don't just willy-nilly do it, but also... Once you've thought it through, make a decision and go with it. I just, I really don't want you to like hesitate forever because I feel like a lot of times this ends up in this like endless cycle of I'm never going to make a decision on my pricing. I'm just going to just like sit here and wait until some, you're like Emily says all the time, the magical ding happens. Yeah, there's no magical ding, guys. There's no magical ding that's going to say you're right. And oh my gosh, newsflash, you can change it yeah. anytime you want. Because I know what it's like to resent your actual clients because you're not charging enough. Yeah. I know what it's like to walk out of that session feeling taken advantage of and feeling like that person does not value you and your work and ain't nobody have time to feel unvalued for their work. Right. But ultimately like here's the 17th newsflash of this episode. That's on you. That's up to you. If you ask them to pay you $25 for something you should be charging $400 for that's on you. They're not going to email you and you be like, girl, this was so much more valuable. Here's 375 extra dollars. They're not going to do that. That's up to you to ask for it. Even the most honest of people will not do that. Why would you? Because they're like, they're like, they might even say, man, this is a steal. But like, Mm -hmm. they're saying that to themselves. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Thanks. Bye. (laughs) And... You know, I feel like a lot of the times when you're feeling the dread, like, that's a sign. Yeah. Like, there were so many times when I would, like, hate my job in running my own business. I hate it. I was like, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I have to go update this thing. They sent me changes. I have to go do this thing for so-and-so. And the person was fine. Like, They were fine. It was just you. That was on you. It was, I, and it wasn't, it wasn't that they were communicating poorly. It wasn't Mm -hmm. that they were breaking the contract. But it was literally, you were having thought of, oh, I don't get paid enough to do this. No. Because you didn't. I wasn't. I was not Mm -hmm. getting paid enough to do that at all, which is why we stopped doing that. But that's a whole (laughs) other story. So we really encourage you to have a gut check with yourself. First of all, just figure out what your freaking needs are. Ask yourself what you want your business to do for you. Is it a hobby? Is it just paying for your Starbucks and your Target dollar trip benches? That's fine. Is it paying for your kids' private tuition? Is it paying for that vacation? Is it supporting your entire family? What role is your business playing? Know that. Have a real conversation with yourself and with your family about that. 
And then if you're a product-based business specifically, do the exact math on everything that goes out the door for every single product. Do the math for a service-based business of how much time it takes for you to create that course, that program, finish that client work, add in all the communication, all the hours, even the marketing, do it all. So you can do the math and have some real numbers to base off with your pricing. Okay. Yeah. So, we're, so was that the, was that, that the, was maybe strategy one. That was like top strategy to me. Number one, before we go into the second. So that's your first step is, is go check with yourself about your business, about what you want it to do for you and then do the math. Okay. Do the step math. two. Think about ways you can automate it or make your life a little bit easier in the midst of all the crazy. Yeah. Yeah. If there's a a third party source you can hire to make your life easier, do that. If there's an accountability buddy you need to gut check you with this pricing, do that. If you need to have someone do the math for you because you don't know how to add like me, then do that. I ran for so long away from the numbers because numbers terrify me. Even when I was making bank and photography, I never sat down and did this because I was scared of what it was going to tell me. If that's you, that's okay. Recognize that's you and that that's just something that you have. And maybe we need to work through that together (laughs) because that's definitely an issue. But find someone, find your Abigail who's addicted to the numbers and who loves seeing them and feels reassured by them to help you do that. Okay. Yeah. And then figure out and let go. Are you your ideal client or not? And then if you aren't, be okay with your pricing and like, I want you to put a stamp on it and like say, I'm done. This is what it is. And then you can put a date to revisit it, but you have to keep it still for a while. Like, I know I said you can change it, but like, this is not a change it every five seconds. This is like, change it some time, two months, you know, Six months from now, you can revisit pricing. Yeah. Let it let it prove to you, is it too low? Is it too high? Do people feel like this product or service isn't valuable enough because it's too cheap? Is it too expensive? And I need to add on more of my time and value to make up for that high price. Not Notice we didn't say change or lower the price. We're only wanting you to increase the price or add value. Okay. So gut check yourself with that, but leave the prices for three to six months and then go back and visit them and see what areas do you need to change to make it better. Awesome. Awesome. You guys are pricing queens now. So get out and go make some moolah. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. 
Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.